Hello everyone and welcome to the best bachelor podcast you've never heard of. Brought to you by me, Zach Welchel. Man, that's not impressive. I could eat two pizzas <laughs> in one sitting. And Chris Portillo. I've never heard of Provo and I've never heard of Utah. This is The Batch Bros. What's up, everybody? Welcome to week two of Listen to Your Heart, as described by me, Zach, and my buddy here, Chris. How are you doing this week, Chris? We out here, Zach. Another week of being quarantined, and I'm still bored as ever. But we, we have a Listen to Your Heart to watch and entertain us with all the drama that we were hoping for. Thank goodness, Chris. Not like I had anything else to do. Yeah, that's for sure. Chris, this week we had some drama. And honestly, it's about dang time. <sighs> Not always here for the drama, Chris. But when it falls into my lap, just it's hard to ignore it. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it felt really hard. Uh, Trevor and Jamie on that first date there. It's, uh, it's an interesting time. I noticed yeah. that these, uh, these dates are kind of uh, <laughs> low budget, the right word, or the right term for that. They are definitely super low budget compared to the bachelor series bachelor at the bachelor even bachelor in paradise they even have better dates and they just kind of go out in the town and it still looks like better production whereas these dates the i mean jamie and uh and trevor they just went to the pier and sang songs and all these dates are really kind of revolved around music but their date was just kind of i mean it was cool in a sense because People who are musicians, you know, trying to make their way up in the industry, start off that way where they're playing out in piers or subways or whatever. But um, these are two different artists coming on this date. Jamie not really doing the whole performing out and about. And Trevor, we'll get more into what I feel about Trevor here in a bit. But yeah, he was... (laughs) He's more comfortable in that, and you could tell from the date. But, yeah, just as far as the low budget, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> this uh, quarantine is uh, – well, I guess this was before the quarantine for them. But maybe they are, they were pre- already preparing for the budget cuts coming up. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That date actually made money. That date made $82. I've never been on a date and made money before. That doesn't seem quite fair. That is true. I'm trying to think if I've ever got on a date and made any money. Uh, Most of your dates uh, were like 200 bucks plus. Yeah, I'm definitely in the deficit when it comes to spending (laughs) money. So, yeah, I definitely have never made any money. So, good for him. Yeah, I guess. 
that's cool that he got to just kind of chill in his hometown. Obviously, he was pretty comfortable. Uh, not comfortable enough to reveal his past entirely on that date. But, you know, comfortable enough. All right. Well, this is where I'm going to step in and, and defend my boy Trevor. You see, and for all of you listening, Zach and I were watching this together through Zoom uh, meeting. And so we kind of were talking in between the commercial breaks. And Trevor, I want to defend Trevor because once, obviously, Natasha came and she was just dogging my boy Trevor and saying that he's like this cheater, awful human being, and he's this and that. And then... uh they go back to Jamie and Trevor's date and they're in the hot tub and Jamie's going on about again, how uh, she's been cheated by every single guy she's ever been with, which just a reminder, that's over a hundred. And so, and And so, and then this is, yeah. And she's 21. And so this is the part that Zach was telling me that he could, he should have brought up that he had cheated in his previous relationship, which we learned that it was, Emotional cheating, still cheating, um, nonetheless, and I'm super against that. But now this is where I have to defend my my boy Trevor. You know, he this is not something you bring on bring up on the first date. Yes, she was being vulnerable and saying that she has a really hard time with people who have cheated on her. But and like this is what I told Zach as well is that. You want to enjoy the dates because you don't get to go out of the mansion very often. And then once you get back to the mansion, that's where you have those harder conversations and say, hey, you know, this is what actually uh, was going on in my previous relationship. I know you had mentioned this was an issue for you. And obviously, it's an issue for everyone. Um, Nobody wants to get cheated on um, in any sort of fashion. Um, But nonetheless, he... I felt when he was telling Natasha that he was going to tell Jamie eventually that he was being genuine in that. But Natasha, she came in. I I don't know about that. I don't think he was going to say anything if he wasn't confronted. But you can can keep going. I don't know. I don't know. I I guess for me personally, Zach, I like to believe the best in people. You know, maybe that's not how it works for you, but I wanted Absolutely to believe not. the best. <laughs> I wanted to believe the best in Zach or not Zach and uh, Trevor. Uh, actually, I don't believe the best in Natasha. She was not there with full arms and open, full of grace. Oh, um, buddy, that's a double standard, man. That's twenty. Yeah, but feminism. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I support. I support plenty of the women on to listen to your heart just not natasha all right so yeah that's my take agree to disagree i suppose all right and and i'm gonna i'm gonna add i'm gonna add i'm gonna all right i'm gonna add she came when she came in she was she said i i'm not a diva but i'm a diva and so that right there (laughs) told me everything I needed to know about her, that she was just here to cause some drama. I will say that she had a really big personality. 
Take that as you may. I, and I'm all here for all big personalities. I'm, I have a big personality. A lot of people I surround myself with have big personalities. And, you know, uh, I respect Natasha for, you know, for what she she's doing out and, you know, in her own way of trying to find love. But she can't just be coming for my boy Trevor like that. Yeah, I definitely get your side of it. The other side is that, you know, this is more or less a competition and you have to, when you're coming in at kind of a disadvantage like that, you kind of have to make a name for yourself, really get yourself out there and really kind of take it head on. But yeah, she didn't have to do Trevor quite like that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next we had Chris and Bree and their date to a closed guitar center on uh, Sunset Boulevard, I believe it was. Yeah. Man, they are for sure the power couple. I think I mentioned that last week. I had no yeah. idea how right I was. <laughs> they are. Kid- yeah. Yeah, you go ahead, Zach. <laughs> I actually got a little bit misty-eyed when they were uh, singing that in that guitar center. Chris didn't really seem like he had the the lyrics there, but man, he like read her mood perfectly. The way he was playing that guitar, it's just a little bit soulful. I think music is just like definitely a way that I express emotion or like process emotion and that sort of thing, and so. I don't know, just seeing Chris pick up her vibe so perfectly, man, it was it was something to behold. Yeah, you would have thought that Chris was an expert in all things romance when you saw uh, tonight's episode, especially since you had said that love is probably one of the harder things for him in his life and so just to see that clip tonight of him just reading her and uh, reading her vibes so well it was pretty impressive for sure yeah he was really uh picking up what she was putting down and vice versa i mean she was really into him and that um kind of tough talk that they had to have about her previous her previous engagement um obviously that cannot be easy but I mean, he took it right on the chin she was completely vulnerable and honest with him and I feel like they are no worse off for it yeah. that date probably couldn't have gone any better yeah and I felt I felt for Brie when she was sharing her story of her engagement and how her ex-fiance had said had pretty much just called her and said don't buy that dress and that's how like he broke it off and i was like dang like that's that's some next level bandit type of stuff i don't even know what (laughs) to call that's that's bad bro that's some next level trash is what that is yeah man is that worse than uh trevor's emotional cheating you think (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
It's all it's all bad under the eyes of the Lord. Sin is sin. That's right. It's all relative, yeah. though. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so right after that date, we have two new girls come into the house. We've got Mariana and Ruby, and maybe one and a half big personalities between the two of them. <sighs> <laughs> How did you read that situation? Yeah, I thought Mariana was going to be this big personality. Maybe they were going to show her some more. And But as you, you saw at the end, she didn't get picked. So obviously, why show somebody who doesn't end up getting picked? But And maybe that's like you were saying earlier, Zach. You know, it's a competition in, in a sort. So... If you're not bringing the drama, then there's no reason for the producers to even fight for you to continue on um, to, you know, for the entertainment of it. Yeah, and maybe it's just the the way that it was cut or edited, but it didn't seem like she had any sort of connection or interest in really anyone. She just kind of came in, sat down had a, a week in the mansion and wasn't too broken up about going home right at the end of the week. Yeah. Uh, Ruby, on the other hand, came in a little bit strong, was coming for the the purple hair territory that Mel had previously <laughs> had staked out. Right. Yeah. So, um, encroaching on some territory there and then right off the bat she's like oh brandon uh i just kind of hook up with dudes that come to my hometown i hear that you're there for a bachelor party it's like (laughs) i guess that's one way to make a name for yourself but you picked the wrong guy he already had like four ladies after him yes you need to get in line (laughs) that's right take a number yeah, not not a ton of drama there. The big drama right then was we got Jamie, we got Trevor, we got Natasha meddling in the whole situation. It's primed to explode. Yeah, we have Trevor and Jamie now sitting down to have a talk. Trevor's about to do what he was going to do originally before <laughs> Natasha said that he wasn't going to do it. And so he has this conversation with Jamie telling her, hey, you know, I had emotionally cheated on the girl that I previously dated a year and a half ago. Um, And so, yeah. And he was sharing that there were some text messages that were sent, but that there was no actual physical cheating that was involved. Granted, cheating, emotional cheating, physical cheating, it's all cheating at the end of the day. But he was finally disclosing this information to Jamie, and he knew that this was very important to her. Obviously, he was scared that she was going to reject him um, due to this being a big part of Jamie's past of her being cheated on. And so, um, and Jamie responded to it surprisingly well for somebody who has been cheated on 
for 100 years or 100 people or more. Um, <laughs> for 100 years. Yeah, for 100 years. Yes. <laughs> so for 100, it's been doing it over 100 I times. I you for a thousand years. <laughs> but, uh, but, and, and I hate, and I hate that I'm like coming off like I just completely hate Jamie and that she's this trash girl that just keeps complaining about her 100 breakups or whatever. <laughs> I am, uh, am I annoyed that she said that? Yes. But um, that's terrible that she definitely, I'm sure has gone through many situations where she was cheated on. And now she's in this another, another situation where she's faced with a decision where, where she's wanting to try to work something out. But this guy has in somewhat been holding back um, some truth about this previous relationship. But she ends up pretty much forgiving him in a sense of she continues to want to pursue the relationship. And so we see them even at the end, they can, they pick each other. So, or Trevor picks Jamie and she says, yes, and they seem happy. So seems to end, end up turning out. Okay. Yeah. I think they're in a decent spot. It seems like Trevor actually is remorseful for withholding that information from her i thought that she maybe forgave him a little bit too fast i probably would have kept yeah. him on the hook a little bit but maybe that's just me being petty nah uh, zach when it comes to love man it just you just get caught up in the feelings and i know you've been there and i've been there <laughs> and we've all been there you know it's bad things happen and the people that we're caught up with all these feelings with may do something where all the other people around us are like, what, why, like, are you okay with this? And we're just, we're just so infatuated. And, and they have just known each other for a couple of weeks, maybe only a week. I'm not sure what the time period is for how long they've met each other or known each other for so far. But so they're just in this moment where they are wanting to, just really hope that this really works out and infatuated with one another. Yeah, I get that for sure. It's just that, you know, she's 21 years old and I do remember kind of being in that situation in some of my early relationships. And it's like some of the worst pain that you've experienced so far is because you haven't lived enough to like know otherwise or have any frame of reference for that. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I keep forgetting that she's 21 and yeah, she's still early in her her dating life and and um yes, people meet their love of their lives at that age, but I do believe that she's got some more growing to do in as far as who she wants in a partner and um and for somebody she wants to spend her the rest of her life with. Yeah, and I I have to agree with you. They do seem happy together. They seem like they're having a good time. So who am I to judge? And moving right along, uh, next date we had Julia and Sheridan who went to iHeartMedia. Pretty, pretty big company. Um, the Bachelor and ABC might have actually shelled out a little bit of coin for this one <laughs> yeah 
Um, but it was, it was a little bit dicey, a little bit awkward, uh, especially when the radio host was like, oh, Sheridan, you've been kissing anybody else? And he was like, oh, hell no. And then, <laughs> how about you, Julia? And she was like, oh, I've been macking on this whole house. Uh, maybe a slight exaggeration there, but. No, I, that's exactly how I saw it. I was also just, it was a cringy moment for me. I was like, e, Sher- I mean, you could see it in Sheridan's face that it was just uncomfortable to be in that room. Yeah, it was, uh, it was hard to watch. Somehow they pull it together and have that musical performance. And I thought that was decent. Definitely seemed like Julia chose the song or they were on a pop station, one or the other. Sheridan had no idea what that song was about. <laughs> He's like, I don't know any of these words. <laughs> Miss like Yeah, the first it was just okay. Lines. But I think they did have the first harmony on the show though. Yeah, I think so too. And it's weird because I mean when they were on the date, yes, they were vibing, but after the date it just just all went to hell. So <laughs> I don't know what, what happened. Pretty much immediately too, yeah. They just like sat down on the couch and they just split immediately yeah obviously not what sheridan had in mind but man julia really turned it up towards the end of that week oh yeah she brought all the drama this week at towards the end of the episode i mean she 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 was pretty much well there's i mean there's this weird situation obviously going on because now we have another love triangle that is julia savannah and brandon and and I mean, before we kind of get into that, we can talk about a little bit more about uh, Savannah and Brandon's date. Yeah. Um, and Brandon is trying to add more sides to that love triangle. I feel like it's going to be a love octagon before we're all said and done here. But you are correct. Uh, next, we had Brandon and Savannah at the jazz club which felt like one of the sadder dates. <laughs> yeah, I was telling my wife, Emily, that it just felt like Brandon was just one of the bros. He was just kind of there. I mean, it felt like just a couple of friends grabbing a drink and going to the to go get some dinner, which good for them that they got one of the dinners or one of the dates that had a dinner because uh, I haven't seen anybody else <laughs> eat any food. So, you know, if I'm on this reality fed out here. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get that food for show. You know, I'm an aspiring iris, artist and I ain't getting fed some nights and I go on the show and nobody feeding me. Forget about it. So good for them for going that. But yeah, for the most part, I just, I just felt like, yeah, this, I mean, yeah, they look like they're having fun, but didn't feel like there's huge sparks going on. Yeah, I guess I felt it a little bit when they were singing together. Again, they yeah. had a bit of a harmony going on. Yeah, I think theirs is actually a little bit better. Uh, they're dancing yeah. a little bit, getting a little bit handsy. Uh, and all that was 
seemed like it was in good chemistry. Um, they get back to the house though, and much like Sheridan and Julia, they just kind of go their separate ways. Uh, so that wraps up the date portion. And then we get kind of a mad scramble before the rose ceremony. Everybody's trying to solidify partners. Everybody trying to make their final moves. So let's talk about Julia a little bit more. Uh, talk about some of the moves that she was making. Yeah, so Julia approaches Brandon, and she's probably the 20th, pers- 20th girl this night, that, that night to approach him and try to mack on him. Um, cause everybody, it seemed like everyone was going for Brandon that night. And so, I mean, it, it was, it was like a buffet line for that man. So, but she gets in there, she gets in there and she starts talking about how, she, you know, she's really interested in Brandon and doesn't really think that, uh, and she, she like threw Savannah under the bus. She was like, Oh, all the girls are really great. Savannah, she kind of, she's kind of guarded. And uh, Brandon was like, "Oh, I, I, I really like her." And she, she was like, "Really?" I was like, "Girl, like, you jealous that this man is having a connection with this girl, um, and they're just, yeah, it's a good connection." And so, and then she goes in for uh, a kiss, and obviously Brandon didn't shy away from it so i don't know what i mean he was kissing everybody that night too but but yeah i don't know what do you think zach i mean yeah i guess he is a willing participant but i can't really say much more than that i wouldn't say that there is a lot of passion involved i wouldn't say even that it seemed like he was attracted to her in that moment he's kind of along for the ride well, I mean, he I, did he did have his hand on her on her thigh at one point. So, <laughs> you know, nobody is putting hands on thighs if you ain't somewhat interested. I suppose. And I'm pretty sure that I uh, looked away at that point because I just couldn't handle it. I was like, man, she's really <laughs> just throwing herself at him. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I guess I can't fault her for that. Again, you got to make some bold moves on this show. Yeah. Uh, another woman who tried to make a, a bold move and kind of in the same vein here going after Brandon was Mel. Yeah, Obviously poor she was Mel. A little bit, yeah, she was a little bit uh, worried that she wasn't making any connections. She had some real deep feelings for Brandon and that that was tough you gotta pick the guy that doesn't have a buffet line as you mentioned standing out in front of him if you want to stick around a little bit longer it was hard because she you know she got that kiss in and she believed so full-heartedly that she was the one that was she was so happy after it too it made yeah, it so much worse. I mean, it's like seeing a kid uh, just after they have come from school or something and, or and they're just jumping with joy with all that they're learning about what they get to be in the future. And then once they uh, graduate, 
and they realized that growing up is a con. And so <laughs> it was it was like watching that experience. It was just like she was so happy and then at the end her all her dreams were just shattered. Man, that was that was really heavy. I thought you were going to go with like an ice cream cone analogy. Like you get a triple dip and you just drop it on the sidewalk. But no, I get it. uh, (laughs) Life is just real hard right now, Zach. (laughs) 20 years of your life and then all your dreams are crushed. I I get it. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, On that note. We're not not afraid to go deep on this this channel. Yeah, I guess not. I, I wasn't ready. (laughs) so yeah a couple big moves made there um surprised that sheridan didn't really make any more moves i don't know if he was just kind of laying out and letting julia figure things out yeah that's on that's on sheridan's fault man if you're going to go after a woman you got to pursue her with all you got you can't just be sitting on the sidelines and twiddling your thumbs and saying, oh, man, I really hope she comes and picks me. And, and <laughs> you know, she she likes the other starting QB. But, well, <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, you know, I score more touchdowns. And so, but, it, no, it doesn't work like that, Sheridan. You got to go in there. You got to know the plays. And you got to be ready to to hike the ball and, and go for for the Hail Mary, you know. <laughs> that's a, right. that's some football lingo if you in case you guys don't don't know yeah yeah no idea um <laughs> does he have to do it week over week though because obviously last heck, week he made a big move heck yeah he does zach you tell me that if you don't pursue your your wife tell me you don't have a conversation with your wife one week uh and she ain't gonna be upset at you Oh, 100%. Yes, I agree. I'm just saying, ladies, pursue your man a little bit. We like attention too, just a little bit. Yeah, that's true. But but this is in the situation of, uh, of he, you know, he's in this situation where she's interested in another guy and he's got to realize, okay, I can either just stand and hope that she ends up just realizing that I'm the one for her or he can go in there and show her, Hey, I'm Sheridan. I may only live in my Subaru hatchback and that's all I've got to offer in a case full of hats, but um, I'm the one for you. He, 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 I feel like he needed to make a little bit more of an effort. All right. I can see your point there. Uh, any other when are you gonna like? when are you gonna agree with me zach don't just see my point i need you to agree with me at some point well maybe next week <laughs> stay tuned everybody <laughs> yeah, stay tuned um so yeah any other dramatic scenes you'd like to point out yes of course there was the just cringe-worthy moment at uh at the cocked up party when Rudy tried to kiss Ryan. I mean, she did kiss Ryan and that was hard to watch. 
just she had asked Ryan for a kiss and then it was just like this weird conversation of whether they should kiss and then they kissed and then (laughs) it was just yeah it was it was hard to watch I I think I almost threw up a little bit just thinking about it (laughs) it it was for sure hard to watch that was a bit of a train wreck and nothing good came of it I guess Rudy got some clarity that she liked Matt yeah Man, that was just, she was like, so are, are we going to like do it or like, are you going to, and oh man, that was rough. So yes, obviously some uh, cringeworthy makeouts this week. Yeah, yeah I think uh, Chris Harrison might be contractually obligated to say, listen to your heart twice an episode <laughs> this season. Well, when you're making that kind of money, you got you do what you got to do. Yeah, let me just say, listen to your heart twice and collect my 30 mil for this six weeks, and I'll be on my for way. <laughs> good, good for him, man. People be hating on him, and heck, we hate on him for all the things he says. And hey, I saw a, somebody that's a, a Instagram follower of mine, and her uh, name tag is uh, anti Chris Harrison. That's how much people hate him. So, Why? but he's, I mean, he's still out here balling out. Um, and, and I get it. I mean, you, you saw this past season with Peter, um, uh, and I was doing some, some digging on what was going on and there was a lot of shadiness going on as far as, and maybe, I don't know if this was all Chris is doing or maybe some of the other producers, but, um, when they would bring in certain people that you were like, how this person just show up or um, how this drama just come about. Some of that might've been orchestrated by Chris. And so, uh, you know, we, we may see Chris as this uh, really loving guy who's really trying to bring these relationships together, but behind the scenes, he's trying to, he's trying to scheme up some, uh, some schemes. <laughs> I have no idea where you sit on Chris Harrison after that. You were for him for like 30 seconds and then you're completely against him. By the, the mystery end. still stands. The mystery still stands. I'd like to just say that Chris Harrison is my boy. I'm proud of him for making that 30 mil every six weeks. Yeah, I would do it. it in a heartbeat. Oh, for sure. I'd, I'd do worse. All right, so that brings us to the rose ceremony for the week. Not a ton of surprises, but definitely a drama-filled moment when we got to Brandon. Obviously, he picks Savannah, and it still feels like he's kind of playing both sides of the table here. Hugs Julia afterwards. I think he's trying to have his cake and eat it too, so to speak. Yeah, I was all team Brandon before he did that. I was so upset. This man, I'm done with him. He, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't even. This man, this man is worse than Trevor. If we're really being truthful here, which I mean, I love Trevor, but all y'all who hate Trevor, the, he's way worse than Trevor. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um okay with playing the field i guess in this sort of environment but when you make a decision make a decision 
Yeah, and also, I mean, if you're, I, I understand that this is like a competition, sort of speak, and you're on a reality TV show, but man, just like, he could have said that in privacy afterwards, not when Savannah's literally like three feet next to you, just, and this this man has some big cojones, let me tell you that right now. For sure, because he did it in front of everyone, including uh, Sheridan. No, he don't he don't care man he he don't care and <laughs> that's gonna come back to him man that's gonna come back and bite him uh and bite him course. hard horrid hard hard <laughs> um yeah so we had the obvious choice right off the bat chris brick chris picks brie um man they're awesome together yeah, I hope that this show doesn't just trash that relationship because my heart couldn't take it. <laughs> it seems like they uh, end up doing pretty well from the previews. So we'll see. Man, I'm about to go follow that guy on Instagram or something. And I, I got to find out what he's doing these days. Yeah, and he has a great voice. So I'd love to hear really some does. of his music. Yeah. Right, so uh, I guess the only other couple of mysteries we had Matt, who was kind of choosing between Cheyenne and Rudy, and man, Matt must be a little bit crazy because he just keeps pursuing Rudy, no matter what <laughs> what sort of uh, side she shows him. Yeah, those two are crazy, man. Those two, they belong. They, yeah, they belong together. They're both just nuts. <laughs> just, just nuts enough to yeah. make it work. And then we had uh, Sir Ryan. And we weren't really sure which way he was going to go. He just kind of laid low all week. Seemed like he was maybe a little bit depressed about the whole Jamie and Trevor situation. Yeah, I don't know why, man. The kid's a good-looking kid. He's uh, got a great voice, and he's going to bounce back. But then he made the bonehead move of picking Natasha. And ain't she, like, 50? She's 33. How old is Ryan? Ryan's, like, 24. Uh, I don't know about that. We're gonna have to fact check this episode. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. But um, because if that's the case, uh, it's gonna be a whole it love is blind situation. If you saw that, anybody out there, where uh, Jessica and Mark they were ten years apart, and mm. that was just a, just a, just a bomb waiting to explode the whole season. So. At the line between fact and opinion, you'll never find the truth, but what you, what you will find is Chris speaking his truth. Yeah, so this week on what I think is the truth, which is obviously just my opinion, but I like to believe it's my truth. 
when we and we have discussed this tonight already natasha coming in strong when especially after trevor had gone back from his day with jamie and natasha says hey we need to talk because i know you and trevor says oh yeah let me just kind of get settled down for a little bit and then we can talk and then she says no we are talking right now and he's like whoa oh okay I now we've been bashing well maybe not we maybe i've been bashing natasha for being strong coming off strong and uh and this is gonna sound contrary contradicting myself i'm just gonna be contradicting myself right now because i kind of respect what natasha did um coming in as strong as she did saying like hey we got to clear this up now because i can just picture myself doing the exact same thing i feel like if i had some type of knowledge about this certain person doing this thing to somebody actually as i'm even thinking about it there's more that there is to this story but from i'm gonna finish my thought real quick you know and I have this information of someone who did this to somebody that's my friend. And you best believe that the first chance I get, we're going to get to the bottom of this. And nobody going to tell me, oh, hey, yeah, we're going to talk about it when I want to talk about it. Heck, no, we're going to talk about it right now because you aren't going to be out here playing all these people um, like I know you are. So, so one, I respect Natasha for doing that. Two, I don't respect her for doing that um, because she, it was a little strong, you know, in that moment, I'd probably watch myself and be like, dang, that, that was probably unnecessary to be that, that strong with him. But second of all, second of all, or third of all, actually, C, this is letter C now. Um, she said, this is the, this is the part that just kind of confused me. She said that she had never met Trevor, but Trevor's ex was one of her closest friends, actually one of her best friends. How does someone who dates someone for over a year, almost two years, I think it was, doesn't meet their friend's partner? That's the part that got me suspicious right off the bat. I thought... This girl has to be lying. And we ended up finding out that she didn't have all the facts. She had thought that Trevor was this cheating scumbag that was just going around the streets of L.A. and New York and all over the U.S. and and wooing all these women and just tossing them aside like, like Carol Baskin tossed her ex-husband aside when she fed him to the Tigers. And so, um, and, and in reality, Trevor, I mean, yes, he still cheated, but it wasn't this crazy villain that he, uh, she had thought he was. And now Trevor has to deal with this, just this person lurking over him and he has to watch his every move, um, in order to not do anything that's going to set her off and probably make her feel like, oh, she was right about her initial thoughts. And so one of, yeah, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that 
I don't know where I stand with Natasha. She is someone <laughs> that I could definitely relate with, but uh, she was coming for my boy Trevor in ways that she shouldn't have. And it just feels like she doesn't have all the facts when she said, even though she said that she has all the facts. So that is my truth. I don't know. Let me know in the comments and on our Instagram page, or um, you can email us, email us or message us and let us know what you think. But I don't think she's got all the deets, you know, and she just came in and started just wanting to stir stuff up for the heck of it. So that's my truth. And I'm sticking with it. It's now time for Zach's big yike of the night. And if you shared the same sentiment as him, it probably made you go, oh, so here it is, folks. So each week I will bring to you the thing that made me shrivel up the most on my couch and just sheer horror and terror and cringiness. This week, it's all about Natasha. Obviously, we haven't stopped talking about Natasha since we started this thing up. Let me paint a picture for you. Our boy Ryan, heartbroken after last week, is just chilling on his couch where he has been presumably the entire week because I didn't see him dang near anywhere else. So my boy Ryan just laid out on this couch, minding his own business, not thinking that some cougar was going to come and snatch him up in her claws. But lo and behold, Natasha comes strolling in. She says, oh, didn't see you there, Clark Kent. I think I need a little piece of that. And immediately, just Max City there. And there was just so much saliva, <laughs> so much tongue, so much just stuff that I am not tuning into this show for. I maybe want a little bit of drama. I maybe want a little bit of romance. I maybe want a little bit of music. I'm not here to watch two folks play tonsil hockey, especially not when my boy Ryan is just sitting there minding his own business, just a little bit vulnerable. Of course, he gives her the rose at the end of the episode, so I guess it pays off for her. But that is my big whew, yike of the week. Well, thanks everyone for tuning into this week of the Batch Bros, this week of Listen to Your Heart. Uh, let us know in the comments and on our Instagram page what you liked, what you didn't like, what you'd like to see from us going forward. Uh, Chris, thoughts for the week? Yeah, so 
obviously this episode had some cringe moments, had some awe moments. I'm just really excited to see what's going to continue to develop. You know, Chris Harrison left us hanging there with saying that after this week, everything changes. So I'm here for it. I love change. I'm an Enneagram 7. I embrace change. I'm ready for new things. So I'm looking forward to what's what's going on. But this week obviously was a was a big week for the relationships as, as far as wh- who's going to potentially going to be with whom and and so and what we're going to be expecting from the couples as we move forward. Definitely. It doesn't look like too many surprises moving forward. I don't think that we have any more people coming into the house. Uh, Just a quick recap. Mel, Mariana, and Cheyenne all went home this week. That leaves us with eight men, eight women, and four weeks of competition left to go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Rate and subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, and uh, we are on Instagram at batchbros underscore CZ. So check us out. Listen back next week.